Mindy Kelly show. Oh my goodness. Let's have some fun. We have a doomsday prepper on the show. An hour and a half from now, we have a doomsday prepper. I'm not even kidding. I, I'm so excited. I hope he's a wing nut. It's going to be great. We have, uh, of course, Joe Biden embarrassing himself. Jen Psaki and inflation and the new bill and political capital and all kinds of things. We have Afghan refugees. That's not that's not working out very well. We have North Korea testing missiles and horrible abuse of children. I mean, horrible abuse of children. That'll be a little difficult. That'll be in a little while. We have all these things and much, much more tonight on the Jesse Kelly show. But first, you're going to have to, I guess I should say forgive me, but it's not really what I mean because I'm not sorry. So I guess I shouldn't say forgive me. Walk with me for a minute. I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine you are asleep. You are asleep in a cot in the dark. I know you sleep in the dark probably anyway. You're asleep in the dark. And I want you to imagine you wake up in the middle of the night to the loudest sound and most terrible explosion you have ever heard in your entire life. And it's so loud, it actually knocks you out of your bed and you wake up in the dark to this explosion having just been knocked out of your bed and your arm is broken because it knocked it broke it when you fell out, right? You with me so far? And then I want you to imagine as you're shaking the cobwebs out that feeling as you're feeling around trying to figure out what's going on. I want you to imagine smelling smoke. And then I want you to imagine as you're smelling smoke and it's starting to dawn on you as it would, okay, there's a fire somewhere. This is not good. And my arm is broken. It hurts. I can't use it. I want you to imagine water beginning to fill up your room slowly. And then you walk over to the door so you can exit your room because it's smoky and it's filling up with water and you don't feel like dying by drowning or burning to death. And your door cannot be open because it's been locked from the outside. What I just told you is not something out of a horror movie. What I just told you is how people die when ships go down in the ocean. Uh, If it sounds like I'm trying to scare you, it's because I'm trying to scare you. There is a new headline out, the USS Bonham. The USS Bonham Richard, to be specific, but a lot of people just call it the Bonham. It was a naval vessel. It caught fire. It was arson back in 2020. It caught fire and lasted for five days. A new report is out. A Navy did a probe on it, and it revealed failure after failure after failure after failure after failure to put out a fire on a naval vessel that was parked at the port in San Diego. When I tell you things like we're going to lose a major war, I'm trying to drive it home to you what that means, what that looks like. Because if we can't put out a ship on a naval vessel as it sits in the port in San Diego, what do you think happens in the middle of the Pacific Ocean when a Chinese missile slams into its side at midnight? 
Because what I just described to you is how many sailors have died in the history of this country. In the middle of the night, drowning in their beds or burning in the middle of the ocean without a prayer. If that sounds like a nightmare or a horror movie, that's because that's what it is. And I'm trying to drive this point home to you right now for a reason. If it sounds like I'm a little fired up tonight. Diversity is going to be the deadliest thing you've ever experienced in your life because you've never experienced in your life as an American bombs dropping where you live. Not in Afghanistan, not in Germany or Iraq, where you live in your town. Buildings crashing. You've probably, unless you're really old and I realize we do have some World War II vets listening and I appreciate them, You probably have never experienced in your life 2,000 sailors gone like that. I don't mean over the course of a 20-year war. I mean you wake up the next morning and you pick up the newspaper and you find out an entire aircraft carrier and its crew is gone like that at the bottom of the ocean. When I come on the radio, and I know we have a bunch of fun, and we're going to have a bunch of fun tonight. When I come on the radio and I yell about things like women on deployed naval vessels, when I yell about this transgender diversity thing, the search for white white supremacy, the making sure we have a touchy-feely military, I'm not saying that because I'm a jerk. Yes, I'm a jerk. I understand that, but that's not why I'm saying that. I'm saying that because I never want to wake up in my lifetime finding out 2,000 Navy sailors are at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. And that's why this stuff happens. Time and time and time again, we are being warned. We just did a huge war game. I don't know if you remember it. It was just about a year ago, I think. And we got slaughtered by China in minutes. And they screamed, we're not ready. We're not ready. And then Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin takes over that incompetent boob. And the first thing he does while China's prepping a hypersonic missile, he stands down the military to test for white supremacy. We're now doing transgender surgeries on the taxpayer dime, making sure we're gay friendly. Make sure, uh, uh, do black people know the, the, how oppressed they are? Uh, what about the women? Are we women friendly enough? China's worried about how to cut your head off. I yell about this stuff not to stress you out. I yell about this stuff because the cost when that day finally comes, and I promise you if we don't change direction, it will come. I yell about this stuff because that cost is going to be much more than you are willing to pay. I yell because I get email after email after email of my son is serving, my son is in the Marines, my daughter's in the Army, my son is in the Navy, email after email after email. And I know if this doesn't change, one day these emails are going to read, Jesse, my son is dead. And I may be a bad person, I admit I am, but I don't know that I'm going to do that well that day. You already heard how well I did the day our 13 more years died in Afghanistan. That was 13, and every one of them mattered, right? That's as precious as life gets. That matters to you, right? It certainly matters to me. What if that's 5,000 in a day? What if you wake up one day and you find out entire regiments were wiped off the planet, American boys and girls? You, an American, 
me, an American. I've never experienced that in my life. You have never experienced that in your life. But understand, other countries have. And to this day, you can go back and you can read about these things that happened and the anguish the entire the societal anguish they used to have kids in britain in world war 1 you would stay with the same guys you signed up with so it would be guys from your hometown they'd have times in world war 1 where units would get wiped out by a couple artillery shells and every mother and wife in the town in the same town got a letter on the same day your son's dead he's never coming home again that's the real cost that's what your diversity looks like. That's what. Are we nice enough to women? It's nice now, right? It makes for fun internet jokes. It, it's, it's hilarious, and I admit I make them too, but that's the final product. If I train for five hours a day for the next year to kill you, and you train for 10 hours a day for the next year to kill me, when we meet, I'm going to die. Our enemies do not have our equipment. They do not because they don't have our economy. China doesn't even have our equipment. Russia doesn't either. Our enemies do not have our elite frontline troops. They have good ones, not as good as ours. They do not. And none of that's going to matter if they spend every waking moment figuring out how to kill us and we spend half of our time, if we're lucky, figuring out how to kill them and the other half making sure we're diverse enough. And that's who we are now. And I want you to understand how serious this is. Not only is that who the communists are, the right in this country is not near bold enough when it comes to that. The right does this too. You talk about Republicans in the midterms and Republicans in 2024, and I want that too, right? Let's take it back. Let's do it. Are you confident that Republican you want to take over? Are you confident he's going to step up and say, no more of this no more. The transgender stuff gone. The gay stuff gone. No more women deployed. This is an army. This is a navy. This is a Marine Corps dedicated to killing the enemy, period. Are you confident about that? I'm not. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm not done yet. Hang on a second. Now, <clears throat> I opened this thing talking about bedding, right, and in your bed. And I have to be honest, I almost got distracted there briefly because of my pillow. Because every single night I go to sleep now, and the wife and I discuss it. I mean, it's almost every single day how good I feel in the morning when I wake up. Did I ever tell you? Did I ever tell you my my pillow pillow and my wife's my pillow pillow? It fixed her neck problems. She was a gymnast forever, and she couldn't turn her head half the time. We got a my pillow pillow. Her neck doesn't even hurt anymore. And right now they have their incredible Giza dream sheets. Buy one. Get one free. Buy one, get one free. If you go to mypillow.com and you use the promo code Jesse, Giza Dream Sheets are buy one, get one free. And it's actually a company that's not pushing filth on America. How about that? Mypillow.com, promo code Jesse. Go get your Giza Dream Sheets. Enjoy. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, I'm already fired up. I don't need any more help getting fired up. 
It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And yeah, obviously, we'll take your calls tonight, 877-377-4373. I don't mean to give it to you right between the eyes, right at the start of the show. But look, Navy probe reveals failures that fueled arson fire and destroyed the USS Bonham Richard. That's a naval vessel. That's a naval vessel parked at the port. And there are a couple little tidbits here I want you to pay attention to. Quote, although the, act of, although the fire was started by an act of arson, the ship was lost due to an inability to extinguish the fire. Repeated failures of an inadequately prepared crew delivered an ineffective fire response. This is the part, this is this part, this is the part that I may, I may frame this. I honestly, I may frame this so I can bring this up when something terrible happens. The report describes a ship in disarray with combustible materials scattered and stored improperly. It said maintenance reports were falsified and that 87% of the fire boards of the fire stations on board had equipment equipment problems or had not been inspected. It also found the crew members didn't ring the bells to alert sailors of a fire until 10 minutes after it was discovered, until 10 minutes after it was discovered, I want to tell you something. You ever heard of the USS Indianapolis? I'm sure you probably have. That was the ship that carried the bomb. They talked about it in Jaws in that one scene where they're talking around. That was the ship that carried parts of the atom bomb that would end up dropping on Japan. But it was a secret mission, so it took off, and then a Japanese torpedo in the middle of the night slammed a torpedo into its side. You know how long it took from the time that torpedo hit until the entire Indianapolis was underwater? Twelve minutes. This ship was parked at port, and it took ten minutes for anyone to sound an alarm. We do not have a good military. We do not have a good military. You think we do. You want to. We have good equipment. We have good frontline troops. We have a rotted out, diverse military that is focused on everything that's wrong. And I normally would just blow this something like this off, except it's about your life. It's about my life. When a Chinese hypersonic missile lands in Houston, we're all going up. When a U.S. aircraft carrier and the ships that accompany it. Remember, aircraft carriers don't just float out there alone. And the ships accompanying it, when they all take a Chinese missile to their side in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, not in a port in San Diego, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, we're not going to be talking about 60 sailors injured. The headlines the next day are going to be 10,000 American sailors gone. I'm going to move off this because we have Biden talk and inflation talk and we'll get to some phone calls and we'll do all that stuff tonight. So I'm going to let this go now. But when I tell you we do not have a good military and we're going to lose a major war, it's because we do not have a good military and we are going to lose a major war. And when you finally find that out, when you finally discover what that actually looks like, losing a major war, because you never have as an American. I haven't either. We don't know what that's like. Losing a war on your soil, you're going to be mortified. You're going to be mortified. And when that day comes, just know we were really, really diverse. We were super diverse, guys. This diversity is the dumbest, most communist, disgusting idea 
I've ever heard in my entire lifetime. And not only, not only are we not running from it, we currently still brag about it as if it means something. We have the highest ethical standards of any administration in history. A number of ethics officials have conveyed that, um, and we're proud of that. We have also uh, staffed up at an unprecedented pace, and that and this is the most diverse administration in American history. So we certainly expect that everyone will abide by those high th- ethics standards. That applies in how we operate. It also applies in how hiring is done. It applies in how hiring is done. You see, they're the most diverse administration possible. Do you know who makes a huge bunch, a whole bunch of decisions on behalf of this country now? It's not Congress. It's not the, the president, by the grace of God. It's actually the gigantic bureaucracy we have. But don't worry. The people making huge decisions out there, huge decisions, decisions that decide the direction of the nation, I want you to know something. Listen, this is going to make you feel good. They're really diverse. We are making sure. Do we have enough Asians? Are there black? Are there? Do we have enough black people? What, what's our black percentage? Is the black percentage too low? Oh gosh, fire some white people. Let's get some more black people in there. What about women? Oh, we're fifty-one percent men. That is not diverse enough. Fire some dudes. Let's just hire a woman. I'm trying to wake everybody up as to how bad this is. When when I rant about diversity and the rot of this country. I, I, I'm not just doing it because it sounds nice or it's funny and it's good for radio. I'm doing it because the human cost of it and the human cost of these decisions is it's brutal. It is brutal. And, and nobody really cares about the cost because they can't see it yet. I mean, right now you're probably fired up because you get it. I mean, you have a million options. You're sitting there listening to my voice. You're probably fired up. But – yeah, I know the show's obviously pretty big now. We're pretty proud of that. But what is this? What percentage of the country right now is listening to the sound of my voice fired up? Let's be honest about this here. How many Americans out there right now do you know? How many Americans out there do you know right now they're going about their lives? Probably just got home from work or at least they're on the way home from work. Wife, kids, not bad people, going about their day. And if you were to ask them, hey, Is the United States military the best in the world? They'd be like, oh, yeah, baby, America, you bet we are. I've seen those jets and the fancy ships. We're ready. We are not ready. And look, if the EPA screws some things up, yeah, we got to pay some higher taxes. Yeah, that's not going to be good for a while. Maybe Maybe there'll be an oil spill or something somewhere if the EPA screws things up. If the people charged with defending your nation from attack screw things up, people don't wake up the next day. That's the cost. All right. Enough of that for now. Enough of that for now. We are going to talk about, well, some new CDC stuff that's coming. I'm going to make a little prediction for you for the future. But first, we're also going to talk about a couple more of your hurting yourself stories. Next. Jesse Kelly show and I told you it was going to be a good night 8773774373 you can call in tonight that's fine I do realize it completely my fault completely my fault Joe Biden spoke 
I didn't play it for you. He is the commander in chief. When Joe Biden speaks, we should play the audio. Chris, please. I tell you what, I would like to learn it. Let's do that. Don't come again. Joe Biden at an event. He at this event, and they're they're doing those things where they have to play all these patriotic songs. It's a political event and whatnot. And it wasn't Joe's time to speak yet. They were in the middle of the song, and Joe just kind of wanders up to the podium. You know how he never looks like he knows where he is. I don't know what's uh, what's it's just like one of those instruments. I don't. (laughs) We are. uh, Oh, we're. We're in really, really, really serious trouble. But hey, look, let's it's not all bad news, right? I mean, let's be honest, we're diverse. We have the highest ethical standards of any administration in history. A number of ethics officials have conveyed that, um, and we're proud of that. We have also uh, staffed up at an unprecedented pace, and that and this is the most diverse administration in American history. So we certainly expect that everyone will abide by those high th- ethics standards. That applies in how we operate. It also applies in how hiring is done. Mm, okay. Well, good. Well, it certainly sounds like we have our priorities line, and we are doing well. We're doing what well. you know. What? We're going to take a break on all this talk here for a second. Let's get back to a couple of your emails. Remember, last night we did a whole thing on, and I don't know how this happened. By the way, I never planned these out. They just kind of happened during the show. I was going over last night why I had to have a sea urchin spine carved out of the bottom of my foot. If you missed that or want to hear it, the whole show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Just go download it. And you started calling in and emailing in with stories about stupid ways you've hurt yourself. And there's something about there's something about the shame that comes with hurting yourself in a stupid way that that makes the pain so much worse. I mean, think about this. Remember my story from last night? I had too much beer when I was 20, 21 years old. I got hammered and went and swam in the ocean and ended up with a sea urchin in the bottom of my foot that has plagued me to this day. I'm 40. I'm 40 years old, and I'm walking up and down the halls of the radio studio here, limping around, hopping around because of something stupid I did. There's a shame that comes with that, right? I don't want there to be shame involved. I wanted it to be something you're proud of. I was I was saving a little old lady who was crossing the road Truck was bearing down on her. Had to run down. What, Chris? Had to run down. You know what? I'm going with this story from now on. Had to pick her up, and we jumped out of the way, but the truck hit my foot on the way by. Now I got this limp. Why can't it ever be something cool like that? No. I had too many butt heavies and went swimming. That's why I got hurt. Listen to these, though. Jesse, I live in the mountains of Colorado. Two years ago, we had a killer powder snowfall resulting in the kids having a snow day, and my six-year-old daughter wanted to go sledding at the nearby golf course. We went and trekked up the hill from the truck about a quarter mile away. I have a strange work schedule, so I often find myself doing stuff with the kids surrounded by moms during the day. This was one of those days. Wanting to show off a little for the absolute dimes of moms that live around here is a break from the regular hill and hike up... uh, or uh, take a break from the regular hill and hike up a little higher for a more extreme sledding experience. He messed up the language on it, but it's fine. 
the thing about powder is sometimes you don't see the what's underneath. I sat my daughter in my lap and let her rip. About 20 feet into our descent, oh, we hit a softball-sized rock that impacted my tailbone. My ears started to ring. My eyes immediately watered. And I let out a wail as I tipped my daughter and I over to slow down. (laughs) It took 20 minutes to get back to the truck, limping in front of said dimes, declining their offer for help while trying to joke and laugh off the pain. I couldn't sleep right or drive long distances for two weeks. Every time I sneezed, I'd be in agony. My ski season was ruined. And I was next to useless at work for two months. Hey, at least my daughter had a blast on the 13-second run down the hill. Says, love the show, and I can use his name, Jeremy. Is there a single guy out there who hasn't been hurt in some way trying to impress a woman? What, Chris? Chris said, that's when you accept the offer, and then they take care of you. Now... Here's the thing about that. Chris is right. And you don't hear me say that often, right? He's 100% right. The the move right there, the smart, savvy move is, oh, man, I would love it if you could give me a hand. You know, I mean, how many people, how many stories out there do you hear about dudes who marry their nurses? This is not like a single, a one-off phenomenon. There's something to this. Dudes will be hurt. Some dime nurse no, gets them back to health. I know. I've seen the late night movies. Gets them back to health. No, in all seriousness. And then they get married. Right? It's, it's a normal story. The smart move is to accept the help. Just like I was describing yesterday during the sea urchin thing when I had all the dime nurses around me and they're asking if I need any help or hey, are, you, are you doing okay? The smart move is to go, oh, you know, no, I'm actually in a lot of pain. I could, I could really use your comfort right now and that kind of thing. I can't make myself do it. I can't make myself do that. Do the thing where I where I just own up to how much pain I'm in. Even now. Even at, look yesterday. Remember I or not yesterday, Monday when I couldn't do the show and I had to go home. I did, did I even tell you yesterday I had to I had to take a car home. I could not drive. I was in so much pain I could not drive home. I had to leave my truck here at the studio. I had to leave it here because I could not drive. It was that kind of pain. Even when I got home, I didn't want the wife around me. And, and look, I tried to explain to her as best I could. I'm like, I just don't want you. I don't want you to see me in pain. Go away. Bring me some water. Thank you for everything. I wasn't mean to her, right? She wouldn't do anything wrong. But I was like, just please leave. I don't want you to look at me in anguish. You know, I can't. I can't. What is that, Chris? I don't know what that is, but it's something. There's something wrong with me, I think. There is. What? Chris, we don't, I didn't pass on that. We don't use those manipulative tactics to take care of women. I mean, I absolutely did that later on. That doesn't, that's not, that's a different story, Chris. Gosh, shameless. Jesse, the Oracle. I'm just over 30 and there's no way I'm getting this vaccine. I'm more at risk of the vaccine than COVID. I'm extremely healthy, wrestled all through college and never been sick. The job has been floating the idea of a mandate the last two months. I spoke to my coworkers. They agree with me. You know what they told me? 
He says I can use his name. Tyler, I can't. I got a kid. Tyler, I got house payments. They can't afford to walk off. The only reason I can afford to walk off is I've been saving and buying gold from day one of the lockdowns. Who's been telling you about Oxford Gold Group giving you some security, by the way. (sighs) He then complains that, I mean, it's not a huge complaint, but it looks like he's alone. I just want to tell you something. You might end up being alone if you choose to make a stand. And remember, I'm not telling you to make a stand. I don't, I don't pay your bills. But if you do, you may end up being alone. I'm not telling you people are going to rally to your side. But there are a lot of people out there, myself included, who respect the heck out of you, okay? So if you're making one of those calls right now, and I know there are a lot of people making those calls right now, you have support in this country. All right? Keep your chin up. Now, I used to have the worst allergies in the world. And when I talk to you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm, I, I, want you to, I want you to understand this is not like a normal air purifier. You know the air purifiers you keep in your house? They're like three feet tall. with a, It sounds like an airplane taking off. These things are compact. They just go right in the outlet in the wall. You don't even know it's there. And the odor they remove from the air doesn't cover up odor. It takes it out. Pets and litter boxes and cooking, it takes that out. But the allergy relief is why I swear by these things. Oh, my goodness. I wake up. I wake up, and my eyes don't even itch anymore. And I'm not doing the sniffling thing first thing in the morning. It's like a godsend. And they have a deal right now. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code word JESSE3, you save $200 right now on three of them. You get a three-pack. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, use the code JESSE in the number three, and save $200. How about that? Go enjoy your Eden Pure Thunderstorms now. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. I think they might have found Brian Landry, and I think he might have been alligator poop. Or Landry? Is it Landry? Landry? Whatever his name is. The dude who killed the Gabby Petito woman. Well, we think he killed her. I guess we don't know that yet, but it's pretty obvious at this point he killed her. And we can't find him. Of course, it's because the FBI is looking for him. We can't find him, but they can't find him. Get this. Get this. Quote, what appear to be partial human remains have been found near Brian Laundry's search site in a location that was previously underwater. It's unclear at this time if the remains are that of Laundry. He faked his own death. Now hear me out, Chris. I've thought about this before. I've thought about this because what? Don't roll your eyes. Everyone's thought about getting away from the law at some point in time. Like, this is a normal thing. It's definitely a normal thing for dudes. I've thought about this. What's the best way to get law enforcement to back off? Have them think you're dead. But it's not easy faking your own death, right? I'm 6'8". How am I supposed to fake my own death? I'm going to have to find a limb that I'm willing to chop off. No, hear me out. Hear me out. You're not You're not listening. I'm going to have to find a limb, not an important one, you know, a left hand or something. No one likes left-handed people anyway. I find a left hand I'm willing to chop off, feed it to the alligators, 
then have someone call in an anonymous tip and they're like, oh no, look at this huge hand that was Jesse's. I can't believe he's gone. And then I'll be in Barbados or somewhere. I don't think I haven't thought this through. All right. Something's coming. And you need to pay attention to the Oracle when I tell you what's coming. And I'm really, really talking to you people who live in blue areas. Because what's coming is not going to affect me in my area. Why? Because I have moved to a red area in a red state. It's just not going to affect me. If you live in a blue area, in a blue state, it is going to affect you. There was a report out, oh, this is a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I'm not sure. I don't do prep work for the show. I have a funny story about that in a second, but I don't do prep work for the show. But it was not long ago, and the report was that Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson and the big vaccine companies were really ramping up their lobbying efforts. And just so everyone's clear, I know you probably already know, but just so everyone's clear, lobbying, it is constitutional, mind you. It is simply a company or an industry or any cause. I mean, foreign governments lobby. They spend money to try to get in the good graces of Congress. It ends up being, no matter what, as dirty as it could possibly be. But that's what lobbying is. And so if you're Pfizer, let's just use Pfizer as an example. And you ramp up your lobbying efforts. What that really means is you're spending more money. No, I'm not accusing anybody of taking a, br- a bribe. But if you're ramping up your lobbying efforts, you're either hiring more people, hiring better people, doing what you're, you're, you're ramping that up. Well, you're a business. What's the reason businesses spend money? Anybody? Anyone? Why do businesses spend money? Is it out of the goodness of their hearts? No. It's so they can make money and make that money back. All right? So you have that. You have that bit of information. All right? I'm going to give you a couple more here. 70, 75% of American adults are vaccinated by this point in time. Which, if you're super pro-vaccine, that's good news. If you're anti-vaccine, you think 75% of this country is crazy. But it doesn't matter what you think. We're looking at this from a business standpoint right now. You're Pfizer. You were not doing great before this. Now you've seen the leaked videos. If you're one of these vaccine companies, all your money is made from the vaccines now. Which is great. Woohoo! We got 75% of the adults except, oh no. Now they're vaccinated. What, what do we do now? There's nothing else we can do, right? Maybe try to push some booster shots, but I mean, there's not much we can do. Oh, but wait. I mean, we have most of the adults vaccinated. Look at all those kids out there. Look at all those kids out there. Look at all those parents who are scared for their kids. I know you still see them. When's the last time you were out and about at an airport, out in a public park? You see the young mom with her four kids, all of them have masks on? You think that young mom's just waiting with bated breath for the new child vaccine to come out? So, okay, you have all that information, and I'm going to play you one more thing, and then I'm going to tell you what's coming. I want you to listen to this. Listen well. It's a little long. Listen to it and breathe it in. It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. 
Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Sponsored by Pfizer. Hmm. So they're spending all this money on the lobbying efforts, and they're sponsoring apparently every single news story out there, which they're all, it's so weird how all those news programs, they're so against any therapeutics or any other method except the vaccine. That's so odd. And, of course, they're all sponsored by Pfizer. And then I saw we're about to have officially approved vaccines for 5 to 11-year-olds. So what am I telling you? Where am I going with all this? If you live in a blue state, I want you to be ready. You're about to have mandated vaccines for your children or they're not going to let them attend school. I realize there are places out there that already have this. I mean, every blue place is about to mandate this or your child is not going to be allowed to attend school. It's coming I see it as clear as day. I want you to know it's coming, and I want you to prepare yourself. And guess what? That's not the only news for kids out there, coronavirus news. I've got a doozy for you. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show. And yes, I will let you make some calls tonight if you want. 877-377-4373. I'm going to get to this. I already brought up the kids, right? The kids and the vaccine mandate. And I'm telling you, vaccine mandate is coming for your kids. Coming for your kids. Nope, can't attend school. Nope, can't go to this amusement park. It's coming. It is coming. And I just need to say this again. And you know I'm the guy, I haven't told you vaccine, no vaccine, I don't care what you do. You know I haven't taken it, but I don't care what you do. Do not give that thing to your children. Do not give that thing to your children. I don't know how we got to this place in society where we now vaccinate kids for things that don't pose a danger to them, but that's apparently where we are. Jesse, many guns, gay bear, Kelly. That's not nice. That's not nice. I don't like this new nickname that was given to me by a hateful person. I'm a twin, and let me tell you, I've got some stories. Age eight, me and my brother couldn't sleep. Hey, can you sleep? Nope. Want to run around in the dark? (laughs) Yep. So off we go, running around in the dark. We're having the time of our lives. It's a one-bedroom apartment, not a lot of places to run. Inevitably, we clash, and we clash hard, head-to-head. I immediately lose consciousness. A few seconds later, I woke up to my brother screaming. It's still dark, so my first thought is, don't be such a baby. Then my mom rushes like a bulldozer in rush hour and flicks on the light, blood all over his face. (laughs) I immediately realized I was lucky. And that was pretty much the pattern of our childhood. You know one thing I love doing with my kids? One of the real subtle joys of fatherhood is when they do something stupid. 
asking them to try to explain what they were thinking. It's so great to just calmly explain. No, I want you to walk me through what you were thinking when you tackled your brother down the stairs. What were you thinking? Because you can tell right away they know. Like, boys know there's no explanation for this that's going to come out right at all. None of this is going to sound good. So they start lying or attempting to lie. Or, well, I mean, you got to understand what happened. What, no, 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 no. Walk me through from beginning to end why you would do that. Why you would do that. I remember my oldest kicked my youngest down the stairs once back uh, when we were living in Virginia. And I mean, straight booted him in the chest. He was at the top of the stairs and he went down an, an entire flight of stairs down at the bottom. We're like, oh my gosh. Now, of course, as a parent, you're like, oh, he's dead. And then you realize kids are basically made of iron, and it didn't. I don't even think he got a bruise. But I remember talking to my oldest. I'm talking to James about it. What were you thinking? And he just, he just stayed silent. It honestly it was the best move. There is no explanation that makes that sound right, right? All right. Now that was the fun stuff. Let's get back to a little bit more heavy stuff here, because people who burn things down and then turn around and complain about the fire, they really grade on me. And people who act like kids are somehow these superhuman, you know, pieces of stone emotionally who aren't affected by the things you tell them and the things you do to them and the way you make them live, they drive me up the wall. I saw this. This was from the American Academy of Pediatrics, right? This is back in December, I believe. Quote, with kids under 12 not yet vaccinated for COVID-19, it's a good idea to keep them safe on Halloween with a few simple steps like staying outdoors, avoiding crowds, so on and so forth, right? That's funny because I woke up this morning and I saw this from also the American Academy of Pediatrics, and it said this, as health professionals We have witnessed soaring rates of mental health challenges among children, adolescents, and their families over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic. Gee, you don't say. That's weird because, I mean, remember, I'm a bad dad. I don't claim to be a good father. I don't claim to be good at anything except for cheeseburgers. But I'm a bad father. My kids are doing fine. Why aren't your kids? Have you had a mask and gloves and face shields on them the whole time? Or have they been outside getting dirty and sunny and playing with their friends? They go to the pool with their buddies this summer? Maybe go down to the arcade for a birthday party? Lick their fingers when they shouldn't? Stuff their faces full of cake? Have fun? Tell jokes they don't think their parents can hear? Or did your kids hide under their beds doing Zoom calls with their friends? You see, we act as if these things, they continue to show these things, these horrible statistics that are going to change America. Having this high of a percentage of young people, this messed up is going to change the country for the future. And they keep showing these things as if they had nothing to do with them. And it's Halloween coming. Be careful. Don't gather with other people, kids. Oh, my goodness. Wear a mask with your Superman outfit. Do you want to die? And then a year later, I can't believe how many of these kids are having mental health problems. It's just crazy to me. Why is it crazy to you? 
Why is it crazy to you? You've drowned these kids in this fear porn propaganda filth. You just waterboarded them with it for two years. You're going to die. I saw a picture online. I'll never forget it. I forget her name or I'd call her out right here. She put a picture of her son. I think he was five or six years old. She put a picture of her son. You remember this picture, Chris? She put a picture of her son online and the kid had his hands over his face and he was crying tears of joy. Why? Because she had told him there was going to be a vaccine available for him soon. What chance does that kid have in life to grow up to be a normal, functional human being. None. And these people, they just, they ruin these kids on purpose, man. Look at this. Look at this. This is from the AA Publications. Emergency visits for suspected suicide attempts increased nearly 51% among girls 12 to 17 years old in early 2021 compared to the same period in 2019. U.S. Kids Health Groups declare a national emergency in mental health, citing the toll of the pandemic. I'm sorry, you're not getting away with this. This is not a toll of the pandemic. This is a toll of the pandemic response. And I'm tired of this because we're going to hear this over and over and over again about inflation and supply chains and suicide and alcohol abuse. And every single time I have to hear th- I have to hear this stuff of it was due to the pandemic. It's because of the pandemic. It's because of coronavirus. It's because of COVID as if there was no choice. It's not because of COVID. It's because of the COVID lockdowns. I, I mean, I saw I saw CNBC coming online and they're just shocked about inflation. If you're worried about inflation. It's a huge, huge issue. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Paul Tudor Jones, as always, is right about inflation. It's much worse than we thought. Uh, I keep hoping the capacity will come on and make it so that it's not as bad, but it just can't seem to come on as fast enough. Oh, it's just inflation. Man, we didn't see that coming. Really? You thought you could point at a $20 trillion economy and stop it and then print trillions of dollars in unbacked money and just chuck it at it? And you thought... What exactly was going to happen to the currency? What did you think was going to happen to the currency when we did all that? Oh, I can't believe about this mental health of kids. These teenage girls are suicidal. and They're they're talking about kids who are suffering from depression. How did this happen? I don't know. You had Aiden, Braden, and Jaden locked in their rooms for a year and a half, two years with stupid masks on their face, told them they were going to die or kill grandma if they went outside. Gee, I can't imagine why they're mentally messed up at all. My kids were eating gum off the bottom of tables, and they're fine. I know, Chris. I don't want to relive it again. I don't want to relive it again. 877-377-4373. All the people who started the fire, all of them, they're all now complaining about the smoldering ash that's left. And don't tell me who could have seen this coming. I'm an idiot. I, I'm, a, I'm a construction worker. I went to community college, and I told everyone all of this was coming on day one of this pandemic. I said, you cannot do this to your your economy. I said, you are going to drive the substance abuse in this country through the roof. You're going to have mental health problems. This place is going to be an angry powder keg. You're going to have rampant inflation because that happens when you print money. And I'm a moron. And I knew that. So don't tell me all these fancy Harvard, Stanford degrees. I've got an MDA. Don't tell me they didn't know.
Don't give me that. Well, who could have known? I'm a moron, and I knew. You didn't know? You didn't know it would be bad for kids to tell them there's a deadly disease, and if they get coughed on, they're just going to fall over dead in the streets? Put on your mask, sweetheart. You didn't know? How could you not know? How could you not know? Don't tell me you didn't know. You knew you were just too stupid or weak to stop it. And now we have kids out here struggling and it sucks. And look, you see the violence out there. The the violent crime, have you noticed an uptick uptick in it? Why, Why do you think I tell you about Hero Gun all the time? Why do you think I tell you to go to Hero2020.com and buy a hero gun and buy one for your spouse? I'm telling you, this violent crime is not going to stop. We've created a powder keg now of poverty and unemployment and mental health and substance abuse. Go to Hero2020.com and get a hero gun and get one for your spouse, and it's cake to use. It has a laser sight on it. You can't miss. It fires 100-mile-an-hour projectiles, and it explodes in their face, and they're just, oh, gosh, it's so debilitating. You want to claw your eyes out. They're not going to bug you anymore, and you don't need a concealed carry permit for it either. Use the code JESSE when you go there. Go to Hero2020.com. Use the code JESSE. It'll get you a special discount. Hero2020.com. Get some extra cartridges, too. And remember, state restrictions apply. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I'm so excited. We have a doomsday prepper coming up in 10 minutes from now. I want him to be crazy so bad. What if he's not going to be, though? What if he is, though? Look, we're going to find out 10 minutes from now, but I want a doomsday prep. I've always wanted a bunker. I, I mean, one of those deep ones. Don't shake your head, Chris. I've always wanted a bunker. And I want it to be awesome, too, with various rooms and stuff like that. And I would need the nuclear suit things and the Geiger counter thingies. And I'll, I'll just walk around the apartment with the suit on. I don't care. I'll do it, Chris. I'm not afraid. Did you see what the Did you see what the commander-in-chief just said? Oh, gosh. Um, Joe Biden just spoke, and, well, he's doing well. I'd ride every day. I, I commuted every single day for 36 years as president, vice president of the United States. After my wife and daughter were killed, I went home to see my family. Never stopped. I- I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what in the world? What in the world is wrong with this guy? Gosh, it's so embarrassing. And don't forget, what's wild about this is, think about this. This is crazy. A year from now. When Dome is president, we're going to miss the days of Joe Biden. We are, because all we're going to have is Dome, and she's just cringy, right? But Joe Biden, Joe Biden, at least at least he gave us some laughs. At least he gave us some laughs. Oh, gosh. All right, we're going to Brett. Brett in Houston, go. Hi, uh, I was calling to let you know about my experience with the government and them raising children, my son was taken from me two years ago by CPS after we had completed the allegations we had with them. Well, I was told that we were done with CPS. They went behind my back and got a court order, took my son away from me, and I haven't seen him in two years. They keep on saying it's because of it. Anyway, 
So let's go to Jen Psaki. I just want to play this for you because remember something. The, the Biden administration is already underwater. They're under serious water. Their approval rating is down to 42%. 42%. And I've been warning about this, how it gets worse from here because they can't help themselves. And it gets worse from here because you're about to see heroes, military guys. I played that video for you last night. Firefighters, cops walking off the job. And Jen Psaki is the face of your administration. And as I've been telling you time and time again, I realize it's offensive. I'm never going to stop saying it. Women, they are good at things that men aren't good at. Men are good at things that women aren't good at. Women, a pleasant woman, brightens up a room, brightens up an event. That's why they're the best stewardesses and waitresses. That's why you want one as your secretary. You do. Because a pleasant secretary just immediately sets the tone, right? But there's a flip side to that. A bitter, nasty hag just creates a storm cloud over everything. In the coming days, with empty shelves and fired cops and fired firefighters, Jen Psaki, Jen Psaki is not the one you need talking for you. A vaccine mandate also means tons of police and military may walk off the job. Then at the end of the day, does a vaccine mandate make people safe? Well, where are tons of police and military walking off the job? Well, hundreds of thousands of U.S. service members remain unvaccinated, which is leading to questions about possible military readiness. L.A. County Sheriff says that 5 to 10 percent of their workforce could walk off the job. And so... I mean, is there any concern about that? Well, I would say what we point to is evidence with uh, a range of companies, organizations can also give you the up-to-date statistics on members of the military. I believe it's over 90%, but I would point you them for statistics. But there are other problems in the world than COVID-19. But what was the number one cause of death among police officers last year? Do you know? COVID-19. So that's something that we're working to address. And police departments are working to address. If you look at Seattle, as an example, 92% of the police force is vaccinated, as are 93% of firefighters. All these other problems, terror, murder, robberies, kidnappings, is there any concern that if police forces shrink or if the size of the ready military force shrinks, that the United States or localities may not be equipped properly to deal with that? More than 700,000 people have died of COVID. Uh, Again, it was the number one cause of death among police departments and police officers. It's something that we should take seriously. Departments are trying to save people in their departments, people who work for them. We support that effort. You can't have that person as the face of your administration because she can't do it. She can't do the job. She can't do the job she's going to have to do going forward. What she's going to have to do going forward is try to put a pleasant face on the disaster of the Biden administration, and Jen Psaki is not capable of producing a pleasant face. She just is not. And that's not me trying to be mean. Thank the heavens for the bottom of your foot doesn't impact the good looks we all expect from you on your podcast. Man, we dodged a bullet this time. Keep strong, pink bear. That's not nice. These emails are not nice. You know what? This is not a nice it's not a nice crowd. This one's titled Hey Pink Flower. <laughs> like you guys. I listen to your show as a podcast, so it's too late to call in, but I have one for you. Roughly 15 years ago, 22-year-old me was living the dream of a touring musician. That would have been fun. 
I could have been a touring musician, except I, I could have been, Chris. I, I, I know I can't sing or play any instruments or stuff like that. I could be a drummer. How hard could it be to be a drummer? Anyway, living in a van most days with a three-bedroom apartment for six people in Nashville for days off. Good grief. We had finished rehearsals for the tour that started the next day, and we went back to said apartment to rest up. This complex had a racquetball court, and being 20-something-year-old dudes, we decided to play wall ball. Game started, and I went for a miraculous grab, but it bounced off my hand. If you know the rules of wall ball, I had to run and touch the wall before someone else could throw it to the wall first. I made it, naturally, but our drummer had the ball in his hand, and when I started to walk back and dominate them the rest of the game... He was on a big kick of working out hard every day and had decided to step up his game with some medical help. <laughs> he decided to throw the ball as hard as he could at me instead, hit me directly in the right knee. My reaction to the pain was to punch the closest thing to me at the time, the wall. Broke his fourth and fifth metacarp- metacarpal surgery needed. He missed the entire tour. His name is Justin. Freddie, I've been there. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is time to get prepared for Doomsday. Gosh, I love this. I love prepping stuff so much. Joining me now is the editor-in-chief of the Prepper Survival Guide, Jim Cobb. Jim, okay, first and foremost, what should people be prepping for? I mean, people don't know what to prep for, right? Is China invading? Is it an earthquake? What should they prep for? Well, right now the big concern is the the ongoing shortages that we're seeing in the stores with food and, you know, other commodities – it's not the end of the world. It's not, oh, my God, we all got to run for bunkers or we all got to run off to the Dang hills it. and live off the land. But we do need to stock up a little bit on food and other necessities because we're seeing less and less of it in the stores right now. Okay. Now, I understand everybody has a budget of some kind and money is not exactly flowing freely right now. So the the normal family, right, a little extra cheddar, not a bunch laying around, what should they stock up on? Batteries, beans, toilet paper? What do they buy? Well, what I recommend is buy a little bit more of what you're already buying now. Don't go out, rush out, and buy a whole pallet's worth of special survival food. Just add a few extra things to your shopping cart every time you go to the grocery store and let it build up over time. It's less of an impact on your wallet and you're relying on foods that your family already eats and you know that they like, and you're not going to have to deal with, oh, my God, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is this? You know, And realistically, there's always the chance that the food isn't going to like you if you're trying something new. Jim, let me ask you. This. I know it's a detailed nerd question, but I'm curious about it. Okay, so you're, you've been buying some extra food over time. You're one of these families that's been doing that, just extra, extra, extra. Well, I don't have... Tons of extra room in my house. I mean, especially once you have kids, they seem to fill up all of it. Where do you put all this extra stuff? There's all kinds of little nooks and crannies around your house if you're paying attention. For example, there's usually space under the bed. 
You can take a couple of uh, plastic totes or even just use cardboard boxes that you get from the grocery store. And you can put canned goods and other shelf-stable things and squirrel them away under the bed or at the back of closets. Or if you're in the closet, walk into the closet, turn around so you're facing the door and look up. Odds are there's empty space on that wall above the door. Build a little shelf, you can put some things up there. If if you get creative and you think outside the box a little bit, you can find all kinds of places. Heck, I know some people, they'll go out and they'll buy a couple of the larger plastic totes, fill them up with you know canned goods or whatever, and then they take a bed sheet or a blanket and put it over it, and voila, you've got an end table for the couch, and nobody thinks twice. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. Okay, all right, now... What about, all right, let's set aside food and water and, and, and ammunition. What about things like, I, I mean, I don't want to be too crude about it. What about things like toilet paper? How much toilet paper do you buy? Do you buy a bunch of extra? Do you just go invest in a new garden hose? How do you approach something like that? What I recommend is to have at least enough of your average everyday supplies on hand that you would not have to go back to the store for at least a month. Okay, it's not outrageously excessive. We're not talking 10 years worth of toilet paper, but make sure that you have enough on hand to get you through a full month. And then once you hit that point, it becomes a matter of what you're comfortable with. You know, if you've got the space and you've got the budget and you want to extend that out to two or three months, have at it. But I recommend a minimum of a full month of anything that you normally use, from food to toilet paper to over-the-counter medications, prescription medications, all that kind of stuff. What about medical supplies, Jim? Is it is it a standard first aid kit? Is it five of them? Is there something else people should be getting besides, you know, the first aid kit you get at the local pharmacy? What I tell people is one of the biggest things that people kind of – lose track of our band-aids number one because let's face it if you have kids you're going through a box of band-aids a week Mm -hmm. because they find them and have a blast Mm -hmm. but the other thing is over-the-counter medications things for stomach upset things for cold symptoms flu symptoms things that you normally you might not buy until you're sick you know get it now so that way if you do get sick You've already got it on hand, and you don't need to run to the store or try to con somebody else into running to the store for you. What about ammunition? I mean, people, I, I know people go crazy, and I, I'm sure there are a bunch of people in my audience with 20,000 rounds per weapon. I'm not talking about that person, but the average person has a weapon or two in the house, hunting rifle, maybe a self defense weapon of some kind. What do you tell them? Because ammo ain't cheap, Jim. Speaking with Jim Cobb, by the way, of the Prepper Survival Guide. Well, here's the thing. If you can find ammunition, buy it. But it's still pretty scarce out there. It's getting better, but it's still relatively scarce. Don't go out, don't go nuts and think you've got to buy 10,000 rounds of anything. But by the same token, you should be practicing with a firearm. It's not something you should buy and just put it on a shelf and let it collect dust. You need to get out to the range and get familiar with the weapon and practice with it regularly to maintain your marksmanship. That requires ammunition. How much? It, that's really a judgment call. 
What about mobility? And th- this is what I mean. I mean, I don't want to go all zombie apocalypse on you here, but I mean, what if, what if you know something does happen, whatever that case may be, and I'm with the wife and kids, and we have to leave the house. Maybe we have to leave the house on foot, or maybe it's just in a car. What do I need to have? Do I need to have a bag ready? Do I need to have? What do I need ready at all times? You should have a bag ready, but don't think in terms of end of the world running off to the woods. Think in terms of an impromptu vacation for a week at a motel. You want clothing. You want um, your average toiletries, that kind of stuff. You want some amount of food and probably a water filter because, you know, anytime you travel, the water can be kind of sketchy. But if we're talking realistic and we're talking practical, in a real emergency evacuation, the most important things to have with you are your cell phone, a credit card, cash, and car keys. In the history of the United States, there's never been a disaster that required people to go run off to the woods and live off the land. Odds are, a two-hour car ride, you're able to find a motel room and a bite to eat. Jim Cobb with the survival, the Prepper Survival Guide, Editor-in-Chief, highly recommended. All right, Jim, what about, what if I wanted to go, what if I've got a bunch of land? What if I want something extra, and Lord willing, I'm never going to need it, and you don't sound like a guy who says I'm going to need it, but what if I want a bunker? Can I get a bunker? Oh, sure, sure. You, there's any number of companies out there. Uh, one of them, I think, is Titan Survival, but I might be, I might be, mung, uh, screwing up the name a little bit, but there, there are several companies out there that are more than happy to build a bunker, to build any kind of shelter you want. They don't come cheap, but you get what you pay for. What kind of, what kind of cheap are we talking about here, Jim? Could you elaborate just a little bit? Um, well, at least a few hundred thousand. A if few I, hundred if I thousand dollars? To, <sighs> to build a bunker? Yes. To do it right. To do it right. We're not talking about, you know, digging a hole and dropping a shipping container in there. Okay. I guess it's going to have to wait till next year. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Cobb of the Prepper Survival Guide. I would highly recommend it. Jim, thank you so much. That was extremely informative and just absolutely awesome. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. How about that? A few hundred thousand dollars. Okay. That's going to be a problem, but we'll, we'll think of something. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. More than enough. Oh, darling, darling, darling. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I want a bunker, man. I can't believe we just had a doomsday prepper on. If you missed any part of The Jesse Kelly Show... The whole thing is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating in a review talking about how handsome I am. We just had a doomsday prepper on. A bunker costs a few hundred thousand dollars? How do normal people afford that? Because I know people have bunkers, right? I did see there was this one. Gosh, I forget where it is. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I think it was in Kansas somewhere. Somebody, tell me this isn't genius, somebody bought, I think it was an old nuclear silo, an old silo for a nuclear warhead, 
so it's all down deep and safe. And he was selling off these doomsday apartments there, and I think they were like a million dollars a piece or something like that. Gosh, they were sweet. I am worried about the headroom, though, for something like that. I'm 6'8". I can't have just a standard bunker. I need an I need an extended bunker for me. Just the bottom line. Look, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. And we bring up things now and we act shocked by them. And it just floors me that that people have this they they, they disconnect themselves from the result of the uh, of their own actions. They just completely did. Maybe it's human nature. I don't get it. But when I hear people talk like this, it blows me away. If you're worried about inflation, it's a huge, huge issue. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Paul Peter Jones, is, as always, is right about inflation. It's much worse than we thought. Uh, I keep hoping the capacity will come on and make it so that it's not as bad, but it just can't seem to come on as fast enough. It's worse than we thought? I mean, let's let's recap this again. And and I understand that people try to use this excuse, and I, I guess it's valid. I, I, I guess it's valid, but people use this excuse that everyone was scared. Remember when coronavirus got here and they came on TV and they said, 15 days to slow the spread, we're going to stop the economy. And everybody just kind of went home. Oh, okay, it's a virus. And I was screaming. I was like, what? what? No. Are you out of your mind? And then, and then, of course, they just kept everybody home, right? 15 days turned into a month, hopefully Easter, and then people had bills to pay. And so what they do? Started passing these trillion-dollar spending bills in Congress, just chucking money at people. We'll send you 1200 bucks. Just stay home. And then printing on top of the, of the bills they passed, they printed trillions in unbacked currency, and just threw it into the markets to try to keep these major companies afloat because they didn't want them collapsing. Got to keep those stock market numbers up, right? And now, now that we have inflation, inflation inflation that looks like it might just run away from us, now we're saying things like, well, it's higher than we expected. You're the finance people. I'm an idiot, and I knew it was coming. How did you not know this was coming? I'll never understand this. Again, I brought up the pediatrics thing earlier. I'm going to read it to you again. The way people divorce themselves from the result of their actions. American Academy of Pediatrics warning kids about, about Halloween and warning kids about crowds and everything else. And then a year later, putting out a memo out there, we're seeing some real mental health problem with, with kids. Gee, I, don't, I can't imagine why. We've told a bunch of impressionable kids who aren't in any danger from coronavirus. We've told them for two years they're going to die. Yeah, that's going to mess up kids. You see the latest in the CDC? The CDC will require kids to mask even when vaccinated. How many times have I told you this never ends? This never ends. And... The consequences of what we're doing right now. Man, they're going to hurt. They're going to hurt bad. All right. That's enough. Dear USA, I can't say that word, actually did what you and Rush Limbaugh summoned listeners to do. I ran for town board and actually won. How about you, brother? Since delving into town business, I have been appalled at the amount of corruption embedded in our local cabal. 
In the process of eliminating illegal perks, the hatred of these people is formidable. Please, audience, get involved locally. Run for office. Make things right and good for your community and schools. It starts with you. He says, do not use his name, and I will not use his name. I've told you all this before. We all focus on national politics, right? Because national politics is sexy. It's senators and congressmen and president and fancy planes and fancy this and fancy that. You need to get involved locally. And when you do get involved locally, I have so many stories like this. You cannot imagine how much corrupt filth you're going to find. The real corruption out there, it's not in Washington, D.C. It's in your town. Oh, but Jesse, you don't understand. I'm, I'm in Montana. There's only 10,000 people in my town. Oh, oh, it's so bad there, too. It's so bad there, too, because these people who are in charge of these towns, these mayors and city councilmen, remember, even when it's a small place, they're in charge of significant budgets. Ooh, we got to have a, uh, a new school. We're going to build a new school next year. You know how much money a new school costs? You know how much money a new school costs? A lot. Millions of dollars. Who are going to be those contractors? Who's going to decide which contractor gets millions of dollars of money? How are those decisions going to be made? Do you think it's going to be some by-the-book impartial stuff? Oh, I've been in the construction industry. I've seen the ugly side of life. Oh, I saw who uh, somehow, somehow turned out to be the low bidder on every job. The same one or two guys. Weird how that works out. All right, Chase in Tennessee, I apparently can't click on your number, so I guess you're just going to have to wait. (laughs) Never mind. Chase in Tennessee, forget about it. But remember this. Remember, we still have a lot of pain coming, right? You know that. But because we have a lot of pain coming, they're going to lie about the why. They're going to lie about the why endlessly, absolutely endlessly. It's going to be blamed on Republicans. It'll be blamed on the unvaccinated. It'll it'll just be blamed on the coronavirus. You can't panic in response to a virus and shut things down and end up with anything good. All right. Joe Biden, the first sign he's in real trouble. Next. Jesse Kelly show final hour. Gosh, I despise communists so much. And this is what I mean. I just saw this right. And right as we're coming back on, I just saw this John King. He's that CNN guy, the CNN anchor, John King. John King reveals that he has MS. He has multiple, uh, uh, what's it called? Multiple sclerosis, multiple. Yeah. Multiple sclerosis. Yep. He has multiple sclerosis, right? Uh Oh, that's, that's, not good. I certainly don't wish that on anybody ever. Jeez, multiple sclerosis. That sounds sounds intense. I'm sorry. I pray for you, your family. Except the communists can't just live like that. He revealed he had multiple sclerosis in an attack on the people who choose not to get vaccinated. Do you see how they do it? 
Do you see how they've done it successfully forever and it's all they know? The communist uses your values against you constantly. Constantly. You run into it everywhere you look, even when you don't realize it. They have learned to adjust and manipulate their language to target you and your value system. That's why they switched from the standard Soviet communism, you know, just the classes with the bourgeois and the working class. Why do you think they abandoned that for this weird cultural Marxism here? Their focus is on equality and diversity and women and black people and gay people. And Why do you think they switched to that? Because the old Soviet language would not have appealed to you. They understood they were entering a Christian-based nation that was going to be much, much, much more susceptible to other kinds of, an, of manipulation. That bourgeois stuff's never going to work here. But if we can tell people what well, Jesus would have loved them, now you can get to people. That's how they do it. And that's how they get you now. They use your good heart to this day. Right there. He just did it. I've got mul multiple sclerosis. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry about that. So you should get vaccinated. Wait, what? That whole thing was a ploy? So you can make me do something I don't want to do? Always be ready because they're never going to stop doing it. And they're never going to stop doing it because it keeps working on you. And even if it doesn't work on you in particular, it works excellent on our elected leaders. Do you remember? Do you remember last summer? This is a great example of this. When you remember when St. George Floyd died and then we had all the riots and everything else. And all of a sudden they started talking about changing the name of Confederate bases and removing Confederate monuments from Washington, D.C., and you remember how many people on the right, pundits and politicians, jumped on board with that? It was virtually everybody but me. I mean, almost everybody. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, we, it is Robert E. Lee. and look, We got to get rid of him. Uh, he was a, a racist and a traitor. And look at me. I'm Mr. Black, people. And I was freaking out at the time. Not because of Robert E. Lee or not. I don't care what you think about him. That doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. I was freaking out at the time because I understood the communist doesn't care about Robert E. Lee. He doesn't care about Abe Lincoln. He doesn't care about anything. That's why they're removing a statue of Thomas Jefferson as we speak from New York City. The communist only cares about destroying everything you are, everything you've been, everything in your history. So he can then build you into his utopia. Every communist has done this. This was Mao's cultural revolution. This was Stalin tearing down all the Orthodox Russian churches. This is, the, this is the communist playbook. They're not trying to improve the house. They're trying to burn it to the ground. And 67 Republicans, including Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who's probably about to be Speaker of the House, signed on to remove those evil Confederate monuments. Because they use your values against you constantly. They know what will work. Are you gonna uh, Are you gonna defend some racist, a slave owner? Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I love black people. Okay, tear down the monuments. They get you with that every single time. Stop letting them. When I tell you this, when I tell you what I'm about to tell you, it's not because I'm bad. It's because I understand what we're facing and I understand how to defeat it. Whatever the communist loves, destroy it. 
attack it and destroy it. Take away everything he loves. I just read you an email earlier about some guy who ran for school board and won. There's nothing the communist treasures more in the United States of America than the fact he owns the school boards. He owns the education of your children so he can teach your children to hate their country. Go take it from him. Go run for school board and take it from him. Make him weep with the power you rip out of his hands. Attack everything the communist loves. And remember, this is an important part of this too. Give him more of everything he hates. Not just out of vengeance. Whatever the communist hates, waterboard him with it. When you have a state that is a red state and you start passing laws and the communists are freaking out about it. You've seen it across the country. They'll pass a, a pro-gun law or they'll pass a law restricting abortion or, or a pass a law actually checking ID for voters and things like that. And the communists are freaking out about it. You don't stop and explain yourself to the communists about why you did that. You pass another one and then another one and then another one and more and more and more until he's pulling his hair out, freaking out because you won't stop assaulting everything he loves. That's what you do. When the communist wants your statue of Robert E. Lee removed, I don't care what you think about Robert E. Lee. Your response to that is not to say no. Your response to that is say, is to say, I think I'll build 10 more of them, actually. Why? Because you hate them. But we don't do that on our side. Because we're weak and scared and useless. And mostly we're stupid. I remember idiots like James Lankford, that loser Republican senator of Oklahoma. I remember him running out there last year. Well, we should change the base names. There are a lot of... There are, good, there are good generals. We don't have to name them after the Confederacy. You know, I realize they don't teach history anymore in schools, so let's just do a brief recap here. When we had the Civil War, you know, nobody was alive then except for Nancy Pelosi. But when we had the Civil War, it was more terrible than you can imagine. Hundreds of thousands of Americans shooting, stabbing, and blowing each other up. At the end of that civil war, North won, South lost, civil war's over. We had to find a way to come back together again. When's the last time you got in a fight with your husband or your wife? And I don't mean a little spat. I mean a real knockdown drag out. I mean, you're yelling at each other, right? Everyone's had one of those. Don't lie. Oh, we always get along. Yeah, you freaking liar. You fight. Did you recover from that in 30 seconds? Did it take? Five minutes, a day, two days. Probably depends on whether or not you insulted her mother. We as a nation had a knockdown, drag out fight. The only way to patch that thing back together again was to do real reconciliation. Part of that reconciliation to bring the country back together again so we would not even have a country is to extend a hand to the southern Military leaders, don't demonize them all as traitors, whether you think they are or not. I don't care. Again, I don't care about your opinion. I'm giving you historical facts here. They knew they couldn't demonize Southern military leaders as traitors or the country would just simply fracture again. Part of the reconciliation process that held our country together as a nation was naming bases after Confederate generals. It was Confederate statues. 
don't let the communists tear that down because they take advantage of your values. Doesn't mean you're pro-slavery. It means you understand very well what the stakes of the game are. You understand very, very well what the stakes of the game are. You understand the communist, he isn't living with you and thinking about the things you're thinking about. You're looking around the home and you're wondering, should we dust or should we vacuum? Let's, You know what? I need to go ahead and recock the shower in there. It was leaking. The communist is sitting in your home with you thinking about everything he can do to burn it to ash. You don't just let him burn down the kitchen because he made you feel bad. You give him nothing, ever. You run him out of your home, all right? You run him out of your home. We have got to buck up and stop letting these people use our values against us. Now, I actually teased it before, but I forgot to get to it because I got off on a little rant there. Joe Biden, he looks like he might be about out of political capital. There's a headline here and. I mean, it's not great news, but it ain't bad news either. I'll tell you that much. We're going to get to that in just a second. All right, you heard our doomsday prepper earlier, right? How many people have I had on this show who have told you things like, make sure you have some gold, get some gold. Inflation's not going away. I just played you the CNBC sound about inflation. Stop only having money that is subject to the whims of these crazy politicians and start getting real gold in your hands so you have tangible value that will be there always. Oxford Gold Group doesn't sell you a piece of paper saying you own gold somewhere. They don't send you an email. Ah, you've got some gold. Congratulations. They send it to your front door. Real gold to your front door so you make sure you are safe and protected. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take good care of you. 833-995-GOLD. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. You should hear the heavy conversations these idiots are having off air. They're talking about plot holes of the Matrix, and it just—they're such children. Anyway, I—I I feel like I need to get in on this. The Matrix was a classic. All right, was it? Let me finish, Chris. Let me finish. Okay, the Matrix was a classic. I understand what I'm watching. Okay, I'm not watching uh, Schindler's List or the Shawshank Redemption. I'm watching The Matrix. There are going to be some plot holes in The Matrix. What? Uh, the size of Earth. What? You watch The Matrix because you want to see some sweet gunfights and martial arts fights and stuff like that. I'm not worried about the plot points of why the alien robots are sucking the life out of every human being on the planet. We call them Kamala bots, but that's another story entirely. We're not going to talk about that right now. It's fine, Chris. We can make jokes. You know what? You know what movies you need to complain about? I'll tell you what. I've got to get something off my chest. Sorry, I'm going to get to Joe Biden in a second. Now they got me in a mood. I've, I've gone on this rant before. Scary movies. Do you know where scary movies screw up all the time? They screw up in one of two ways. And I understand most people are mediocre. That's why it's, most people are average. That's why it's called average. I get that. This is where scary movies screw up. One, 
too much gore. Now, I need to be clear about something. I'm not, I, while I don't love gory movies, that's just it's not something I'm into. It's really not something I've ever been into. It's not that I'm anti-blood or anti-violent movies or anything like that. It just it doesn't do anything for me. But they'll try to make up for the lack of creativity with the scariness of it by gore. Oh my goodness, his brains are leaking everywhere. That's that's not that's not impressive, right? It's not impressive. That's one, but two. This is the big thing with scary movies that drives me crazy. They build the movie based on mystery. And here's what I mean. There was this really, really awful movie by M. Night Shyamalan out there called The Village. A lot of people know what I'm talking about. doesn't matter if you've seen it or not. It's an older horror movie. And The Village was based on this. There's this village. It's, you know, old, old colonial times, right? And the people were scared because out there in the woods, there was, there was something or some things that would eat them or kill them or something like that. And so the whole movie, you don't know what these things are. Oh, my gosh. And what is eating them? What kind of monster alligator thing is what they... So what are you doing the whole time? Whenever you base something on mystery, oh, I don't know what's in the fog. I don't know what's under the water. I don't know this. What happens is each and every individual will tailor the monster in their mind based on the unique things that scare them. Based on your own individual mentality. Well, everybody's mind is different. Everyone's imagination is different. So the monster I build in my mind that's hiding in the fog is going to look way different than the monster in Chris's mind. It's going to look different than the monster in Michael's mind and different than the monster in the, the wife's mind. No matter what, you've made it so it's inevitable. When you show me the monster, we're all going to be disappointed. Because you can't possibly live up to the monster that was in my dream. That's the problem. That's the problem. All right, I was ranting on the military earlier. I will take this phone call real quick. Chase in Tennessee, go. Chase, go, boss. Thanks for taking my my call. Speaking of gory, I was an ex-Air Force pilot on the tail end of Vietnam. I flew the C-9A. Nightingale, which was the uh, the flying hospital, and we flew basically napalm burned soldiers from Tonsonut back to Ramstein, Ooh. Germany. I wanted to, the only reason I wanted to call was that you caught my attention when you were talking about that burning ship in San Diego. I'm talking about the incompetence of the military. Uh, I just wanted to correct you, if I could, with all due respect. Uh, the USS Indianapolis was not, uh, it was not torpedoed when it was docked. That ship was uh, out to sea. It was torpedoed by the Japanese. It was sunk, and 1,300 sailors died by oceanic white-tip shark attacks. That's one thing. Then we have the USS Hold on, hold on, hold on, Chase. Hold on, hold on, Chase. That's what I said. You said what? I told the story of the Indianapolis. That that that's what I said. Right. I'm just I'm just saying. You you said it. I thought you said that it was uh, it was torpedoed while it was docked. <clears throat> that's what I heard. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just saying it was out to sea when it was hit by 
uh, a Japanese torpedo, and it was sunk. My point is, there were 1,300 sailors that died by shark attack. They died by sharks. And all, you know, I'm not going to go into the, uh, you know, what should have. This is going on too long. All right, now that, 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 look, I, I tried the best I could there, and let me clarify something about the Indianapolis. It actually is a really great story. Of, well, horrible story, but there's a great book on it called In Harm's Way. I would highly recommend you watch it. And let me clarify something: the soldiers who were dying in the water, many died by shark attack. They weren't just white tips; they were tiger sharks, and many of the soldiers in the water died of thirst and hunger. Four days sitting there in the water. When I brought up that fire earlier, because in case you missed it, at the beginning of the show, I talked about they did an investigation. The Navy did a probe into that ship. Into that ship that someone lit on fire, apparently. It It was docked in San Diego. 60 people were injured. They couldn't get the fire out, and the Navy probed it. They found out these people, they couldn't... They couldn't even get the fire out. They didn't even sound the alarm for 10 minutes. And what I said when I brought up the Indianapolis was, you understand that naval vessels that are docked is one thing. Naval vessels that get hit in the middle of the Pacific Ocean is quite another. If we can't put out a fire on a ship that's docked in San Diego, we are in deep, deep trouble as a military. And I do mean deep trouble. Deep trouble. All right. Now, I am finally, I apologize. (laughs) I am finally going to get to the Joe Biden might be in more trouble than we thought story here. This is a headline. It, it, It tells you everything without telling you anything. I'll explain. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I love this headline. Biden lowers spending bill to target between $1.75 and $1.9 trillion. Now, that's still way too much money, but that's half of what they were trying to spend before. Now, why in the world would Joe Biden lower the cost? Joe Biden is in deep trouble. That's why. You see, here's what's happening with Joe Biden. Joe Biden does not have political capital anymore. His approval rating is down around 42%. I think it's 28% with independence. He's just cratering. So he doesn't have the popularity to demand things now. So no vulnerable Democrat is going to sign on to a $3.5 trillion bill that loses them a seat in Congress just to appeal to a president nobody likes. This is going well. I understand the state of the country, okay? I'm not pretending like the country's going great, but that is really, 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 really good news. A neutered, kneecapped Biden presidency is exactly what we want. We can stop the bleeding, right? Okay, there was, it's been a bad eight, nine months. I realize that. Let's stop the bleeding now. It looks like the bleeding might stop. All right, I, I, I had that to say, but I did just see this during the break, and I, I have to bring this up. You'll be seeing the video. It'll be all over the place online tomorrow. You know what, Chris? 
Do me a favor. Put this video on our show's Twitter page so people can see it. The Twitter page is at Jesse Kelly Show. At Jesse Kelly Show. That's the Twitter page, right? I, I, Kamala Harris shows up. She shows up at her own surprise birthday party. And she walks in the door and she yells surprise. I'm not going to play the audio for you. It's just that you don't get anything from hearing it. You'll have to see it. She yells surprise. And I find Harris to be fascinating. And this is why. I'm going to explain. Obviously, she's a ton of fun to make fun of for obvious reasons. But I find Harris to be such an Autobot. She's such a she's such a robot of a human being. There's there's just there's nothing real left inside of her. Does that make sense? There's nothing real left. I honestly, if you were to ask me, name one politician who actually is a robot they created in a lab, it would be Kamala Harris. You see, this is why they're constantly having to hire new people for Kamala Harris, constantly having to hire new people for Kamala Harris. To try to improve her public image and the public doesn't like her. And remember when she jumped in the primary? And she's not only a woman, she's black or she's half black or whatever it is. So immediately she was the media darling, right? She checked off a couple of the victim boxes. And so they went all in for the media. I believe it was CBS. They were going shopping with her. Doing infomercials on the new uh, the sport, sport coat she was buying. And even with all these infomercials for her. There's just no warmth there. There's nothing real about her. That's why she, whenever she's asked these questions, she does this weird laugh and cackle thing. And it's it's almost as if someone has programmed her along the way that whenever you're asked anything difficult, just do the laugh. Just make sure you laugh, okay? Just laugh. It, it's disarming. Laugh and smile and laugh and smile. And I find Dome to be so fascinating because... I'm curious what makes a person that way. I've never known a human being that way. I've never known one. Even even politicians, they can usually fake some warmth, right? I mean, even if they don't feel it, you know all these people are sociopaths. They, they can normally fake some sort of warmth. She is such a programmed robot, she can't do it. Uh, um. <laughs> Every time she's asked a difficult question, who is so who? Now remember, Kamala Harris has been in political office forever. Who's held political office for that long, and still walks in her own surprise birthday party and yells surprise? Nobody, right? There's no one on earth that awkward, except Vice President Dome, and. She's going to be president of the United States of America. Now, I know everyone's cringing. Hold on. Don't drive your car off a bridge. I realize we won't have Joe to laugh at anymore. But can you even imagine how many truly painfully awkward moments we're going to have once Dome takes over? And you know how she, the, the only thing she does worse than getting asked hard questions, she tries to do the sincere thing. And that even makes her sound less sincere. I just, Look, I found her fascinating. I find her fascinating. Uh, we'll find out. All right. But I, I do want to play this again. Remember, they're about to approve 
nationwide this vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds. And I told you, I told you before, why would they do that? When kids aren't at any risk for coronavirus, why would they do that? Well, this might have some reason. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Your kids to these people are nothing more than profit machines. Be careful, all right? Jesse, great show as always. I've been a general contractor for over 30 years building and remodeling homes. My self-injury came when I was framing walls and stepped on my round air cord, rolled on it, and fell. All while having my hand on the nail gun oh, and finger on the trigger. The gun slid up against my boot, and I fired the trigger. The three and an eighth framing nail went into my heel. Oh, gosh. The nail went through my boot and stuck out the other side. I remember the ER doctor saying, quote, you look like an intelligent guy. How'd you do this to yourself? You know, that's not very nice from a doctor. (laughs) Nurse, get me the hammer and a pair of pliers. After cutting the boot off, oh, that actually hurts me. You know how much good work boots cost? They cost a fortune. Chris, you could never do the job. After cutting my boot off, he did what you're thinking. He hammered the pointed end back into my heel to be able to pull the nail through. Oh, gosh, that is freaking gruesome, man. Oh, there's a bunch of these nail ones. I'm going to skip all that. I'm, look, I'm going to skip a couple of these nail ones to save people the misery. Dear Sombrero Jesse. I've listened to your show for a while now and have learned a lot from you in your history lessons, which we need back soon. They're coming. While I love the show, you said something Thursday that might cause me to have to rethink listening to your show. Ooh. The best P- oh, the best PB&J is not made by applying each ingredient separately on the bread. You take about two-thirds peanut butter and one-third homemade jelly and mix it in a bowl to get it creamy and then apply to golden wheat. If you make it this way, you won't ever have to worry about taking a bite and getting too much of one agreement, of one ingredient. Even though you were totally wrong here, I can't bring myself to stop listening. Your lessons on how to deal with commies is too valuable to miss. He said I can say his name. His name is Robert in Tennessee. I've never mixed the ingredients in a bowl. Well, I can tell you what I'm having for dinner tonight. I promise you that much. I'll call the wife on the way home and tell her to mix me up some peanut butter and jelly. And I'm going to call the wife on this new fancy phone, this new iPhone 12, the new iPhone 12 I got from Pure Talk. I I keep telling you about Pure Talk and how the average family saves $800 a year. I should mention you can keep your phone 
or they have steals on brand new iPhones and Androids and everything else. So it's not just that you're signing up with an actual patriotic company and saving a fortune. They got all the fancy technology out there. And my family is saving a ton of money. You got Verizon. You got AT&T. You got T-Mobile. I'm not judging you. I've had them all. I've had all three of those carriers at one point in time. The customer service and the money savings I get with Pure Talk, man, it is it's really, really nice. Go get yours. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee. You don't have anything to lose from your cell phone. Right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll save 50% off your first month. 50%. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Enjoy. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly show final segment. We're going to get to headlines. I didn't get to in a second. First one more email here. Hey Jesse, my name is Jake. I live in a small town in Colorado. I just wanted to say you are the man. He's hundred percent right. Chris, what Chris? I never listened to talk radio until theater a few days of rush. And I started hearing you now. And now I listen to you every day on my way home today. I got in my car and someone was sitting in for you and I was genuinely bummed out. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to say, I think you are my generation's rush. Keep up the fight, brother. I'm not Rush Limbaugh, but thank you very, very much. You know, I've been, how I've been telling you to move to a red state. <clears throat> You've heard all the insanity on today's show about masks and kids vaccines and stuff like that. I'm going to play for you some audio. The audio you're about to hear is the attorney general of the state of Florida. Tell me if this sounds like an actual medical professional to you. I want you guys to step back for a moment from what you hear sort of constantly on TV. And just very briefly in terms of the data that uh, that supports mask use in kids and mandates for masks in kids, it is very weak. And that's a fact. But there's a substantial gap between the quality of the data out there supporting masking kids, yielding any benefit for kids whatsoever, factual, and the, what we're hearing from some of our public health leadership in other states and nationally. In Florida, we're going to stay close to the data, and we're going to let you know how we feel about the data. And the data do not support any clinical benefit for children in schools with mask mandates. The highest quality data find no evidence of benefit. And, and, that's how, and we're going to stick with that because that's what the data show. Um, and the other thing I'll just add is that, you know, as a parent, hearing the stories of other parents and what they're going through and seeing other parents around the country, these are impossible situations parents are being put in. Putting a mask, something on the face of your child, is that's a parent's decision. It's not a school's decision. It's not a school board's decision. It's not a governor's decision. It's, it's no one else's decision except for the parent. And parents are being put in. Wow. Imagine if we'd had that leadership leading this country throughout this pandemic. How about that? That almost sounded like a, man, what is that word? Uh, A doctor. That sounded like a real doctor. I haven't heard one of those in ages. How about that? All right, it's time for headlines I didn't get to. It's Minneapolis hopping on the refund the police bandwagon. 
You know, I'm actually going to play for you something here really quickly. This is a bit on audio. This is audio from CBS about Chicago. Let's just hang on for this refund the police thing in it for a second. Tonight, an alert for businesses on Chicago's Prime Avenue. Tara, this could stop some new companies from moving into vacant storefronts. Erica, experts tell us there's already that hesitation. And it's not only because of the continued robberies and thefts here on the Mag Mile and across the downtown area, but because there's a perception right now that Chicago just isn't a safe place to be. The impression around the nation is that Chicago is not a very safe place to be. Alderman Brian Hopkins says the impact on the city is much bigger than the police warning. The commercial brokers tell us that when they get a potential interest from a tenant, that's one of the first questions they ask is what's happening in Chicago to stem the tide of organized retail shoplifting rings? And we don't have a good answer right now for that. I am not anti-city. You're right, I'm not anti-city. As you know, I love them. And I love actually Chicago in particular. I, lo- I love cities. I love them. I love the country too. I love it all. America's cities are nosediving. Absolutely nosediving. And what happens is bad builds on top of bad. You take away the cops. You won't do anything about the crime. You're turning criminals loose. Well, that creates bad headlines. It creates an unsafe environment. Companies don't want to exist there when there's a thousand places a company can go. And so they leave. And when companies leave, they take their tax money and their employees' tax money with them. And they walk out the door. And the good cops leave. And they go somewhere. And and soon it just... It grows, right? Crime grows. Poverty grows. Crime grows. Poverty just grows and grows and grows. These cities are going to become wastelands in the near future. And remember this. They're all run by communist mayors, communist councils, and communist DAs are are enforcing the law there. We have some dark, dark times coming for America's cities. Dark times. Headline, North Korea's missile test belies grave problem at home. It is a grave problem at home because we operate here in America as if there aren't foreign threats anymore and everything will be peaceful forever. So let's worry about pronouns. Uh, what d- Does he want to become a woman? Meanwhile, the wolves are circling and they like what they're smelling. Headline, Dem budget bill would slash border protection budget by half a billion dollars. I'm sure it's totally accidental. Democrats are so committed to flooding the country with illegal immigrants. None of those people were ever going to be able to vote, right? I'm sure Democrats are doing that out out of what kindness? I'm sure it's tolerance. Headline, New York employers can't test workers for weed, Albany says. I mean... I really don't care. I, 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 I like. I don't care if my guys smoke weed. It doesn't. I don't care. Again, you know, show up on time, do the job. I don't care what you do. It doesn't mean anything to me. But I will be anxious to see how this works out for the states who are all legalizing the thing. I, I'm just genuinely, as someone who doesn't care, I want to sit back and I want to watch how it works. Because last time I was in New York, the whole place smelled like weed. The whole place. I was glad I didn't get drug tested for a couple weeks afterwards. Just walking up and down the sidewalks. Headline, disaster in the making, 12,000 Afghans in the U.S. now with no ID whatsoever. Well, I can't see that. why that would be a problem. A completely foreign culture with no background whatsoever and no IDs on them. And this is coming on the heels of Europe having humongous problems with their Afghan refugees. I'm sure all that's going to work out. Shouldn't be a problem.
Headline, Manchin tells associates he's considering leaving the Democratic Party and has an exit plan. This was always inevitable. He's the senator from West Virginia. Barack Obama turned West Virginia into a reliable Republican state. Manchin's always trying to walk that line as the Democrat Party goes complete full communist. Well, Joe Manchin doesn't have a future in the Democratic Party. Crafty operator, though, to stay afloat in Washington, D.C. for as long as he has. Very, very crafty operator. Maybe not the most principled dude in the world, but pretty crafty guy. All right. We got a great show again for you tomorrow. We'll have some laughs. That's all.